Welcome to the Zen Professional Moment, where you learn to maximize your performance without sacrificing yourself. Hello and welcome to the Zen Professional Moment. This is Dan Tricarico, your go-to guy for professional well-being. In this episode, I want to talk about a little something called quiet quitting. In my workshops on reducing stress, improving self-care, and avoiding burnout, I start off with a meme that goes like this. It says, here's the number one way to avoid stress at work. And then just below that, it says, don't go to work. <laughs> I suppose that could work, but it's not terribly practical. But if there's one thing that the pandemic taught us, it's that we don't have to be married to our jobs. We don't have to be so committed to our professions that we sacrifice other important areas of our life such as family, friends, hobbies, and pastimes, or simply just finding some time to rest or relax or rejuvenate. But what do you do when the stresses of the job get to be too much? Quit? <laughs> the thing is, not everyone is in a place to leave their jobs or change their professions. Enter quiet quitting. So what is quiet quitting? According to Healthline.com, quiet quitting is about doing only what's required of you at your job without actually telling your boss you're leaving. That might mean finishing your work on time every day, always taking your lunch break, or turning down projects that are outside of your job specifications. Quiet quitting, contrary to popular belief, is not about being lazy or loafing or riding on the coattails of the company, not at all. Much like me, you were probably raised to do your best, give 110%, and go the extra mile, and those are all, all great things. I recently heard quiet quitting referred to by one go get em executive as, quote, doing so little in your job that eventually you get fired, end quote. But that's not how I see it at all. I'm sure all professions and industries require too much from their employees from time to time. I'm sure there's a dysfunctional emphasis on a kind of loyalty. Women especially have often been told that they are lacking commitment or loyalty or dedication if they have to stay home with a sick child or attend a parent-teacher conference or, unbelievably, to even have the child in the first place. But you can have more in your life than just your job. In fact, you should. And if you want to lower your sense of obligation and responsibility without lowering the quality of your work or dedication to your school or company, quiet quitting is one option. In his book, Essentialism, author Greg McKeon talks about the philosophy of less but better. I've had, I've had that sign in my office window for years, less but better. In every job, there are a bunch of useless duties and wheel spinning activities that don't get us anywhere, but that people feel compelled to do. It's, it's part of the job, it's part of the culture, it's part of the company, but part of quiet quitting is identifying the wheel spinning activities and either eliminating them or at least giving them less attention so that you can do less, but better. Sometimes it's okay for you to check the box or just pay lip service to something you don't believe in with no shame. And at the risk of sounding cynical, the bosses and bureaucracies above us, they've been doing that forever. Maybe it's our turn. Now keep in mind that quiet quitting might only be temporary. It's, it's maybe only intended for you to do until you get your sea legs again. But what about climbing the corporate ladder, I hear you say? A teacher I knew used to say, well, everybody makes choices. And if your choice is to do that because those are your goals, that's fine. But just remember, it's a choice. During the pandemic, I think a lot of corporate people realized that there was more to life than the tunnel vision, single-minded idea of making as much money as possible and getting the title with the greatest status. 
I remember in one workshop I did, I was talking about how you can say no to things. And one supervisor came up to me and he said, I get really nervous when you say they can say no. What if no one signs up for the committees? And I told him that you have to detach from that fear and just know that people will naturally and organically step up and fill those roles, especially if they feel passionate about the company's mission. And if they don't, well, maybe we should look at the infrastructure that requires so many committees and so many obligations. I don't think he liked that part very much. I also remember hearing this analogy about a choir when it sings, and it goes like this. When a choir is singing, it's only natural that every now and then somebody's going to need to stop and take a breath. Well, if I'm singing in one part of the choir and I have to take a breath, guess what? The people on the other side of the choir, they're going to keep singing and they're going to pick up the slack for me. And then when it's their turn to breathe, it's my turn to pick up the slack. So the song keeps going on. So if you need to temporarily reduce your job obligations until you can catch your breath or say no to some extra duties in an effort to protect your mental health, do it. It's okay. There will be plenty of time and obligations to go full steam ahead later. But for now, take care of you. So those are some of my thoughts on quiet quitting. Now I'm going to quit talking quietly. Anyway, that's all for now. This is Dan Tricarico, and you've been listening to the Zen Professional Moment. And please remember that you are okay exactly how you are, and you have more power than you think.